Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was questioned by folks in the Big Cock Club Discord about, well, how do you even come up with these SEC power rankings? Well, this doesn't make sense. What does this mean? Is it based off who'd beat what team? Is it based off of standings? Is it based off of Vegas? Let me make it very clear. These SEC power rankings, in not all instances is it based off, would Team A in this slot beat Team B in this slot? That has something to do with it. So it's based off a number of different things, right? Simply put, how I just view each team right now. That previous weekend's results, body of work to that point, how teams would fare against each other. And then just, again, my overall viewpoint of these teams. So, if you want to argue and complain about what power rankings mean, it shouldn't be called power rankings. Well, too bad. It is the Spurs Up show, Chris Phillips's SEC Power Rankings Week 4, and I will put my stamp on that. Either way, I wanted to preface because we got some major shakeup in the power rankings this week. We start at number 14. One thing that has not changed. The Vanderbilt Commodores in the number 14 spot. You know, I'm so disappointed with Clark Lee and Vanderbilt football because I really thought this was going to be the season where we saw Vandy climb out of the cellar. I really thought after last year, you know, beating Florida, beating Kentucky, right, they were sort of that sexy team to talk about over the offseason that, you know, Vandy's on the up and up under Clark Lee. And I still like Clark Lee. Don't get me wrong. I still do. But losing to UNLV and then allowing UNLV to troll the SEC after. Guys, I don't think Vandy, and it's easy to say this right now, they got a big one coming up this weekend against Kentucky in Nashville, a game that Mark Stoops in Kentucky, they've absolutely got to have. I, I don't see, excuse me, I don't see Vandy winning an SEC game. I, I just... I, I really don't. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know, you know, and it's crazy, right? The SEC's crazy this year. I don't think you can say that with 100% guarantee. I wouldn't, like, bet on the fact that Vandy won't win another game this year. But the over-under three-and-a-half win total in Vegas, so many. I saw so many people this summer locking it over three-and-a-half. And I think you got to be sweating if you got that ticket right now. So, Vanderbilt at the 14 spot. It's going to take a lot to get them out and place somebody else down there. At number 13, I have the Gamecocks' week four opponent, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And while it felt drastic to put them down here, guys, I, I just, man, 
I had Mississippi State plus 10. I thought the Bulldogs were going to give LSU everything they wanted more, and boy, was I wrong. Will Rogers and this offense is broken right now. I mean, it's it's we knew there was going to be a transition, right? But you really have to question, what is Kevin Barbe doing offensively? And, dude, Mississippi State Bulldog fans are already complaining about Zach Arnett and the job he's doing. Our good friend Stingray Steve shooting me a DM over the weekend. Y'all are going to kill us. There's no way South Carolina's going to beat Mississippi State by 50, man. Zach Arnett's not the guy. He's a he's a defensive coordinator. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's just one loss, right? It's just one loss for State. And it doesn't take away, I mean, throw away what they did in week one, right? Southeast or Louisiana, whatever. They had to win the turnover margin 5-1 to one to beat Arizona in overtime. And then at no point in the game it felt like looked competitive on Saturday. Had seven yards of offense just before halftime when State finally put together a drive. Mississippi State's got a lot to figure out, man. I just offensively especially, I mean, you, you've got to find a way to get Will Rogers back on the saddle to get Will Rogers back going again, right? Because what we've seen thus far, I know they want to run the football and I know they want to have balance, right? They still have experience on both lines of scrimmage. Although you look at the offensive line, they were terrible because this is an offensive line geared to pass block, to block for the air raid, not block for this balanced attack and what they're asking them to do. I still think Mississippi State, there's hope for them to make a bowl game, and they've got good players. They've got veteran players. They've got veteran presence. They've got veteran leadership. They need that more than ever right now. Really, really ugly loss for them against LSU, which, granted, give LSU credit, but I don't know what to think about Mississippi State right now and Zach Arnett and just the offense, and that's the most concerning thing, how bad they are offensively. At number 12, and here's where things start to get a little crazy, admittedly. At number 12, I got the Alabama Crimson Tide. Guys, I don't know if anybody looked worse in college football than Alabama did over the weekend. I, like, I, And even though that because they won, 
107 passing yards. Like, you could argue there's seven or eight SEC teams that would have beaten Alabama over the weekend. There's a number of SEC teams that would have taken down Alabama. And I know Nick Saban has already, you know, made the move. Jalen Milrow is going to be the starting quarterback this Saturday when Bama takes on Ole Miss. I think that's something they had to do, right? But to go to South Florida and, I mean, guys, that game was 3-3 three to three forever. I know it was a rain delay game and some weird things and coming off the Texas game. But, like, dude, Bama's got real problems beyond quarterback, right? Line of scrimmage. I mean, no discipline. You got former Bama players coming out saying the dynasty is over, right? This team is no good. Like, Things are in disarray in Tuscaloosa. And you start to wonder, is Nick Saban going to pull a Steve Spurrier and walk away at some point this season if it gets bad enough? Now, do I expect Alabama to turn it around? You guys will hear my predictions later in the week. I, You would think so. It would surprise me greatly if Bama just crashed and burned and that was all she wrote for Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa, but there are real problems. Like Alabama, it's it's not lip service. It's not everybody wants to call the the dynasty die. Like, dude, they've got problems. They got issues. That South Florida game was as ugly as you are ever going to see. One hundred and seven total passing yards, and not being able to bully South Florida up front, surrendering multiple sacks to the Bulls. Bama's got real issues. They're at number twelve in my rankings. At number eleven. I've got the Tennessee Volunteers. Dude, what is Tennessee? <laughs> what What is Tennessee going to end up being is my question. Because they sit 2-1 and one right now. Wins over a really bad Virginia team. And then Austin P. Tennessee had an opportunity to go into the swamp, quiet the naysayers, get that gator-sized monkey off their back right in that that losing streak in Gainesville. Joe Milton show out and show that he's ready to fill in and be be the guy. And I don't think he played terribly like we said before. But, I mean, just a... You got dominated in the first half. 26-7, to seven, was it at halftime? Tennessee can't stop anybody on the ground. That great defensive line we thought they had. Trevor Etienne runs all over you. And I think now we have no clue who the second-best team of the SEC East is. At least right now. I think there's some, well, as we get through this list, there's there's some making their case. But, you know, we were all convinced Tennessee was the fourth-best team in the SEC. And, you know what, maybe this is a minor setback. Maybe they do end up being that team. But a brutal loss to Florida. A Florida team that, again, we had 13th in these rankings just last week. And a sneaky game coming up this weekend with UTSA. You better not mess around and let Florida beat you twice. Where does Tennessee go from here? I think it all but assures that back-to-back double-digit win seasons are out the door. And now you just got to make sure you're able to pick up the pieces and keep things intact to get to, what, eight or nine wins? Which I think is where a lot of folks had this Tennessee football team, but... 
losing to Billy Napier's Florida Gators. Not many were willing to go on record and say that was going to happen, but that's exactly where we sit at this point. At number 10, I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks. <sighs> Man, what a loss, dude. What, what, what a loss to BYU. I, I mean, just... You look at the numbers, right? Arkansas outplayed BYU, it looked like, for a lot of the game. But Arkansas just not able to make the big plays when it mattered most. And by the way, I want to point out, the reason I have Arkansas ahead of Tennessee right here, I've got more faith in K.J. Jefferson than Joe Milton. That, that's really the big reason, if you want to know. But Arkansas' schedule, right, played two cupcakes to open it up. We didn't know a ton about them. This team's got to get Rocket Sanders back. They've got to get Rocket Sanders back, man. They are a shell of themselves without Rocket Sanders. And I feel bad for Sam Pittman, man. In year four, uh, you know, he's beloved in the SEC. Uh, you know, one of the most electric coaches to listen to at the podium. And, and obviously, he's an Arkansas guy. He's got a freaking hog statue in his yard. But, I mean, that that to me, guys, we talked about it last week. That felt like a game that against BYU you had to have. And give credit to BYU. Give credit to their program. Give credit to Slovis, their quarterback. Going into Fayetteville and winning, that was a hell of a win. But you just cannot allow that to happen if you're the Hogs. You, you cannot allow that to happen if you're Sam Pittman in year four of your program because the questions – the chatter, it is only getting louder and louder and louder. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, 
Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at game time. Go download the game time app or go to gametime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. At number nine, I got the Auburn Tigers. A ho-hum type of win over Sanford. We'll start to learn a lot more this weekend about Auburn as they take on the Texas A&M Aggies and then Georgia following that. But I think Auburn, you know, they stay in the exact spot they were in last week. Uh, 3-0, and right? Undefeated right now. Again, you know, one of those wins, you have a Power 5 win over Cal, which those are very valuable in the SEC right now because a lot of teams are not beating Power 5 opponents for whatever reason. So, you know, I think Auburn, I'm most curious to see what they are offensively. Is Peyton Thorne able to take a step forward this week going into SEC play, right? Was not all that great against Samford. I'm kind of on the fence right now with Auburn of like which way they're going to go, right? Are they going to be that surprise eight-win team? Or are they more kind of the the six and six where I thought they were going to be in the preseason again? These next two weeks are going to tell us a lot for sure. At number eight, I've got South Carolina. Gamecocks jump up three spots in my power rankings and jump up three spots after a loss. But not all wins and losses are built equally, right? And you go on the road and you stand toe-to-toe with Georgia for a half, leading them 14-3. to I know the second half was ugly. But I think when you factor in two things, number one, I think South Carolina gave, or excuse me, Saturday gave us a lot of promise that South Carolina is going to be much better than maybe we thought after week one, right? That maybe plugging in some young guys on the offensive line is going to help that group moving forward. And that on the defensive side, if the defensive front can be as active as they were in that first half, you might have something there. But I think the main thing that I look at and makes me want to move South Carolina up and makes the Gamecocks more of a player than some of these other teams below them and maybe even some of these teams above them. And we'll see if it carries over as the season goes. But the way Spencer Rattler's playing. Like, I think Saturday against Georgia, yes, he had the two picks late, whatever. And if you just blindly look at the stats, you didn't watch that game, you would think, okay, Rattler didn't play that well. You know, I saw some Saturday Down South article where they said that Rattler's inconsistencies and he's not that good. Dude, Second half, Georgia knew he had to pass, knew South Carolina was passing. They pinned their ears back, and he did all he could. You can't put that blame on Rattler. I think Saturday actually showed us that Spencer Rattler's for real this year, and, like, this is who he's going to be. Now, I'm not telling you he's not going to have an off game at some point because he is human. you got to keep your fingers crossed that when his off game comes, it's in matchups where South Carolina – you know, is maybe able to get a generate a running game and, and, and pull those games out. But I think no quarterback is playing better than Spencer Rattler right now in the SEC. No, no, no quarterback. No quarterback is doing more for their team right now than Spencer Rattler's doing for the Gamecocks. So, all of those reasons, I think South Carolina deserve to move up to number eight. Jumping up three spots even after a loss because, again, not all wins and losses are built equally. At number seven, 
I've got the Texas A&M Aggies. Yes, they had that brutal loss two weeks ago, and I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. But an A&M team, nice bounce back win over La Monroe. And I think A&M a team that, again, you saw the defense respond the right way. I think Miami is a really good football team. Let's give credit to Miami. So you look at that loss in the grand scheme of things. Is that a terrible loss? I I think for the hopes and the expectations of Aggie Nation, I think it's a terrible loss. I think when you look at it as, did you lose to a piss-poor opponent or somebody good? Like, Miami's a good team. Miami's a good football team. So, I think Texas A&M, again, we'll start to learn more about them this weekend as they begin SEC play. They've got the Auburn Tigers, I mentioned. This is a must-win game for Jimbo Fisher, right? This is one he's got to have. I mean, they they lose to Auburn. They'll start pulling together that money immediately to pay his buyout. Massive game upcoming. I've got A&M at number seven. At number six, I've got the Kentucky Wildcats. Guys, you can hate this placement all you want, but all Kentucky's done is beat the teams on their schedule the first three weeks. That's all they've done, right? And I think Devin Leary's starting to roll. Ray Davis is getting real comfortable in that offensive scheme. Kentucky's defense looked really, really solid on Saturday night, holding Akron to just three points. Now they roll into Nashville and take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's one that, you know, I think most folks, hey, they were two-touchdown favorite. Most folks are expecting Kentucky to handle what all Kentucky's doing is beating the teams on their schedule, guys. You can love that. You can hate that, what have you, but that is the reality. So Kentucky, no reason to move them down. I have them sixth in our power rankings. Now, to the top five. At number five, and what a jump. I don't know if there will be a greater jump than eight spots in any given week, but that's what we have this week because at number five, I've got the Florida Gators. Guys, as I told you, we did not know what Florida was going in this past weekend because the loss in week one to Utah, while it was ugly, a lot of SEC teams would have lost to Utah, right? Many, many SEC teams would have. Then the Gators bounced back, beat McNeese, ho-hum, who cares? This game against Tennessee was the game that I felt like was going to tell us, all right, what, what do we have in Florida here? And I'm not saying this win assures they're going to win eight games or something like that, but that was a hell of a win for Billy Napier and company. That was a big-time W, man. And the way in which they did it, too. Whipping Tennessee up front on both sides. I think Graham Mertz, I think he's a little bit better than we all gave credit for. He's a game manager. There's no question. But as long as Graham Mertz can play his role, guys, and Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson are, are running the football at a high level and, you know, Graham Mertz is simply just being a distributor of the football. He doesn't have to play hero ball, right? That defense, I think, under Austin Armstrong's for real. I think Florida's a sneaky team this year. I think Florida's got something. And that was arguably the best win by any SEC team to this point in the season. Huge to take down Tennessee, man. Huge. And the fashion in which it happened... Up 26 to 7 and a half. I mean, a dominating performance. What felt like start to finish. The Florida Gators have earned it. I mean, they, they just flat out have earned it, guys. Florida earned it. And that is why they sit at number five. Speaking of teams that have earned it, at number four, 
I got the Missouri Tigers. Guys, this Mizzou team, I doubted them. I doubted them hard, too. I felt like because of Eli Drinkwitz, what they had always been under him, right, a 500 program, 500 ball club, and also giving credit to Kansas State, a good football team. Massive win from Mizzou, man. Huge. The thicker kicker hits the 61-yarder as time expires. And Brady Cook was fantastic on Saturday. Guys, with that defense, if Brady Cook is playing that way, Mizzou's going to be a tough out for everybody this year. Now, they got a big one this weekend against Memphis, right? Mizzou just a seven-point favorite. Big game against Memphis. They win that one, though, all of a sudden. You're more than likely seeing Mizzou being 5-0 and with LSU coming to town. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Heck of a win, a top 25 win, and for that reason, Mizzou, Mizzou slides all the way up into the top five. At number three, I've got the Ole Miss Rebels. It was closer than the final score appeared, but Ole Miss able to pull away the second half. Again, guys, we're going to learn a lot more about them as well this weekend when they take on Alabama. But, I mean, right now, guys, and, and as you've noticed, right, I mean, it's nobody's SEC power rankings are right at this point. Like, it is a jumbled mess from three through 14, basically. Three through 13, we'll say. But you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Ole Miss, a couple of Power 5 wins. They're undefeated. That win against Tulane was really nice. Took care of your business against Georgia Tech. Jackson Dart is playing well. They got to get Quinshawn Judkins going, man. That's the big thing. They have to get Quinshawn Judkins going. I, I think those issues could rear their ugly head as they begin SEC play. But if they do get Quinshawn Judkins rolling, this is going to be a really, really dangerous Ole Miss team. And number two, I got the LSU Tigers. Guys, an impressive win. I mean, they're just a dominating. There's no such thing as a bad road win in the SEC, and especially when you do it in the fashion in which they did over Mississippi State, man. Jaden Daniels was nearly perfect. Malik Neighbors showed why he's arguably the best wide receiver in the SEC. I thought the running game got going with Logan Diggs. You know, the offensive line played well defensively. I thought LSU was swarming, attacking. I mean, the defense gave you everything you could have asked for. That looked like the complete LSU Tiger performance that we had all been waiting on and we had all been looking for. I love what I saw from LSU. I think easily right now they are the second best team in the SEC. Heck, you could maybe even argue, maybe for a moment, argue that they're the best team in the SEC. But this week... 
until they're knocked off their pedestal, guys, I've got the Georgia Bulldogs number one in my SEC power rankings. I think South Carolina exposed some deficiencies, some problems that Georgia has, right? Because this is a work in progress. You look at the dogs, guys, you know, Carson Beck under center. Like, Georgia's schedule could not have set up any better than it did for them, for the, for this year's team. Getting the two cupcakes to open, getting a South Carolina team still sort of figuring it out, and then getting UAB this weekend, right? They're a 42-point favorite this weekend. But Georgia's banged up, man. Banged up across the board from Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers to the running back room to even the defensive side. They lost, uh, their, 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 I believe, one of their tackles, Mims, on Saturday against South Carolina. But until Georgia is knocked out of this spot, I cannot in good conscience take the dogs out of number one. Again, back-to-back national champions. There's no such thing as a bad one in the SEC, even when you were a four-touchdown favorite and you beat South Carolina by just 10. I think that Mike Bobo and company, they got to take the training wheels off Carson Beck. They got to let him go down the field. They got to let him take some shots. They've also got to get healthy, right, on both sides of the football. But for right now, again, until Georgia falls or LSU does so much or somebody else does so much, they deserve to knock the dogs out that one spot. I've got the Georgia Bulldogs sitting firmly at number one in our SEC power rankings heading into week four of the 2023 college football season. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.